It's no secret that real estate is one of the best investment vehicles out there. But with all the current uncertainty, how do we know when and where to put our hard-earned money to work for us? It's easy to become distracted by that shiny object or the quote-unquote next best thing. So how do we determine which strategies will best align with our financial goals? Whether you're an active real estate entrepreneur, a passive investor, or looking to get into real estate investing, our goal is to provide investors with the insights and strategies to build our portfolios all while protecting our capital. I'm Danny Nichols. And I'm Chris Thompson. This is the Two Smart Assets Real Estate Investing Podcast. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the show. This is the Two Smart Assets Real Estate Investing Podcast. I'm your host, Danny Nichols, here once again with my co-host, Chris Thompson. What's up, Danny? It's good to see you, bro. Man, it's good to see you too. Great day. Great guest, man. Tell the listeners who we spoke to today. Okay, so today's guest was Damian Lupo. Uh, he's a best-selling author of a dozen books on personal finance, investment, and retirement strategies. Uh, Damian's on a mission to free a million people from financial bondage. He hosts the Financial Underdogs podcast, ripping conventional wisdom apart from the mainstream investor looking for truth about money and investing. Not only has he started 50-plus companies, he's founded his own martial art, Yokido. Damian developed the ultimate investment retirement tool called the EQRP. His strategy gives individuals total control of their retirement money to invest in real assets like real estate, gold, and crypto. And so today we spoke to Damien about, you know, the retirement tool that he developed, the EQRP, and just kind of different things to consider when it comes to investing with an IRA or 401k versus the EQRP. It's good stuff. Damien's super smart. Yeah, anybody who's interested in investing with a retirement account needs to listen to this episode. There's a lot of great stuff in there. Uh, so make sure to tune in and listen to this whole episode. A lot of good stuff. But uh, before we jump into today's show, we want all our listeners to know that we truly appreciate you tuning in. And if you'd like to show some love and haven't done so already, please make sure to subscribe to the show and leave us a rating and written review. It really helps us attract more guests, grow the podcast, and ultimately provide better information for everyone listening. Also, if you're a passive real estate investor or looking to learn more about passive investing, then check out our website at twosmartassets.com. There you can find our passive investing guide and apartment syndication sample deal that will have you primed and ready for when the real opportunities come your way. Also, check us out on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. We're posting some great content on there, so make sure to follow us and start connecting. All right, now that's out of the way, let's jump into today's episode with Damien Lupo. Damien, it's great to see you, man. Welcome to the show. Good to see you guys. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. We're very excited to have, you know, we've heard you on a number of podcasts, also seen you speak at a few live events back when, uh, you know, live events were a thing. So it's definitely great to have you on the show. Very excited to get into today's topic, which is, you know, retirement accounts, specifically the EQRP. Uh, But before we get into that, we know you have a great story about uh, your investing journey and how you got to where you are today. So let's hear about that story and give our listeners a little bit more context about your background. Sure. It's funny because when you think about investing, most people would go, it's hard to start. It's hard. It's scary. It's dangerous and all these things. And and I look back and I think this is so easy and safe compared to my last job in Alaska before I left where if, when I was taking, I was washing dishes in the Arctic circle, which is basically at the top of the world. And when I go out to take the trash out, I had to make sure that I didn't, that there wasn't a polar bear out there because they were out there. And if, if there's something moving, they eat it. So they think, Oh, a seal or a human, whatever, it's going to be warm and juicy. And so if you make a mistake, if you take your eyes off the ball for five seconds, you could become lunch pretty easy. And so compared to that, I mean, you know, things are pretty easy, even when you make mistakes. And I mean, part of the story for me was that I went out and just started doing stuff. After I got kicked out of college, I went off and started some businesses with insurance. And then I got into real estate. And when I did that, I just did what the people on the stage told me to do. And I did it over and over again. 
And it's funny because most people go, I got to make a better, a better thing, a better mousetrap. And I'm like, somebody already built a, a good one. Why don't you go get rich with that one and then modify, you know? So I just, I, I said, okay, I'll do what they said. And I did it. And over five years, I built up a $20 million portfolio and then thought I'm um, really smart and kept building and growing. And, and then in 2008, that $20 million went to negative five. So it was a $25 million swing in 12 months because I had never been through a cycle. And I didn't really know what it looked like. And it's funny because I see a lot of similarities right now. And I go, oh boy, there's a lot of people that have been doing things for about six days here, six months, six years, but they've not, they've not seen the cycle. So we're, people are about to have an experience. And the crazy part is we don't know if it's going to be this month, this year, or in 10 years, because you've got such an irrational economic environment with the money printing and the spending that nothing makes any sense anymore. We're in a bubble of everything. So we're, that's kind of the background. And, and then at that point, obviously started over and we can dig into that or, or whatever you guys want to do. But it was a hell of a ride going from zero to 20 million to negative 5 million and then waking up going, what just happened? <laughs> yeah, it sounds like quite the roller coaster for sure. Uh, at least you've uh, seen the ups and downs and all of it. So I think that's pretty amazing. And I love the point that you make about uh, basically ripping off and duplicating, right? I mean, that's there's no reason to go and reinvent the wheel. So uh, we uh, we definitely know all about that for sure. But uh, one thing I want to touch on, we talked about in your bio is, you know, you're on a mission to create uh, freedom from financial bondage, right? Uh, talk to us a little bit about what that means and how that applies to the average person. Well, here's, here's the reality. Most of America, and, and this is primarily a Western problem, most of America is, is afraid of money. They're, they're struggling. They're working harder. And this is happening all over the world because of the printing of the money. But basically, we've got an environment where people are afraid they're going to run out of money before they run out of days. And, and it's, it's primarily because they don't understand the tax system and they don't understand how to create money. They're just working for it. And so they're basically slaves. And, and so I say right now, money is modern day slavery. It's so we're, we're financial emancipators and I'm probably seriously pissing off somebody and probably a racist for saying that. I mean, because somebody, you know, everybody's offended by everything now, right, but right. I mean, the, the truth is we, we don't have to be stuck. Um, I, when my dad got really sick and passed away, one of the things that I noticed he was, he started getting really nervous about running out of money and, and he didn't, I, I could tell he didn't want to be a burden to us kids. And so I think he died earlier than he would have because he didn't want to show up one day and go, I need help from my kids. And I don't think he's, he's alone. I think there's a lot of people out there that are really concerned because you wake up, even if you wake up and I've had many people come to me, they have a couple of million dollars, they're 50, 55 years old, and they are scared to death. And you'd ask, why would somebody be scared to death? Because at 50 or 55, it's usually an accident that they have two or three or $4 million they know that they don't really know how to recreate it. And even if they did, they're like, it took me 30 years to do. I don't have 30 years to recreate it. So then they play scared and then they get talked into stuff. And so they end up chasing shiny nuts with wrong people. And, and I mean, I watched one couple that went from 2 million down to like $300,000 in 24 months because they, they got their, their ego took over. And that's, that's the problem. We don't know what to do. We're just trying to be good employees to save money. And then all of a sudden we're supposed to be super investors at 50 like or 60. Like, give me a break. So we've got a big problem. And that's the mission is to make sure we break the shackles so people feel empowered and they don't feel afraid. Do you think, do you think a lot of that has to do with either uh, the lack of, say, the public getting educated and knowing uh, financial education? Or do you think it's something with the system, inherently with the system that's provided to them? 
Well, the system is inherently providing bad education. It's it's providing a, an education towards being speculators. I mean, you think about what, what's taught. I remember back in high school, learning about investing. I, I mean, I call it investing, but um, it's loosely called investing. They said, right. go pick a stock and in 30 days, we'll see whose stock has gone up. So they're basically training everybody to be speculators. And then you go into a system where you get a job and, and what does the entire system say? Go throw money into your 401k and and then pick a good fund or you can watch and see, hopefully the S&P goes up. We're all trained to be speculators. So the system is set up to rape and pillage people with fees and confusion and basically telling you you're too stupid. So just trust us calling, I'm talking about Wall Street. And the government reinforces that with all the tax incentives to Wall Street and to the 401k plans. And so people are basically led down a, 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 a journey into a place where they're totally scared. And so it, it is the system and it's a lack of education and whatever you would call education is basically the wrong education. So we have to do it on our own. And then you say, well, where the hell do I go? Because there's unlimited information. Google isn't going to tell you. It's going to tell you what you want to hear. And how do you even know what you want to hear? How to be financially free? Well, great. Then you can run into somebody's blog that's never done and they're just teaching it. And then you're going to follow their advice. I mean, right. It, absolutely. You know, and I think it's I think it's great that you brought that up because part of your mission statement mentions that most of the society has been trapped by a system of corruption, cronyism, and mass marketing lies by spread by financial institutions. And, uh, you know, I think our listeners can learn a lot from that. Uh, so when it comes to where did all this start? You know, wh- how did this come to be? Where where do we come? How do we get to this point of, you know, where we're in a state of just speculation? Well, this, I mean, this really all, all comes down to the central banks that were formed, and, the, and we're in number four. You could argue, argue right. that we're in the fifth one. And and because of the, in, in 1913, when the, the central banks were formed, and it was all done behind closed doors and, and this mysterious thing that would help save the system, uh, it all really started there because we, we started to bastardize the money. And when you bastardize the money, it's not honest anymore. And so when people are actually working, they're exchanging their labor, then what do they do? They get this fake piece of paper that they're told has value. And so it all started there. And, and then you start, you get institutions that are led by, by people like Rockefeller and Carnegie and everything back in the early 20th century that are putting people into a system called the education system. And they're teaching them certain things. They're teaching them how to be good robots. They're not teaching them how to be financially free. Why? Because they want to make sure they maintain power and control. And they've been doing that, these families, for forever. And they're going to continue to do that. They're not going to say, oh, let's figure out how to empower people so they're all free. Then who, who's actually, who are you going to enslave if everybody's free? It doesn't work anymore. So that system was set up. And, and then we, we see all these like foundations, the Ford Foundation, the Rockefeller. And it's, it's unfortunate because they, all they've done is sanitized their reputation. But what they've really done behind the scenes is keep people trapped and in bondage. So it's, it's really, unfortunately, it's the power structures that are going to do anything to maintain control. And it's funny because I'm sure there's somebody listening that's going, he just is conspiracy. He's a conspiracy <laughs> and he doesn't know he's a crazy person. And and I and I'll tell you, I'm not a crazy person. I'm a highly educated person. I've done my homework. And all you gotta do is go do the damn homework, but try to figure out how to get to the actual truth with all the censoring and crap that's going on anymore. And it's it's harder and harder because these systems are gonna protect themselves at any at any cost. Yeah, absolutely. And I think a great resource what you know, when I first started learning about exactly what you're talking about was uh, when I read the book, uh, Creature from Jekyll Island, you know, and that's kind of a, one of the things that kind of got me, you know, the wheels turning like, man, you know what, we might need to view this from a different, uh, you know, standpoint. So that was uh, definitely one of the things that I that I took away from that. And I'm glad you brought that up. I think our listeners can take a lot away from that as well. Open their eyes, you know, really. One thing I kind of want to talk about, and I know you're, you're really a professional and extremely knowledgeable about, you know, retirement strategies. And we kind of know, talked about our 
earlier about people just kind of automatically putting money into a 401k. And um, that's just kind of typical these days. You know, you get a W-2 job and you just start dumping money into your 401k. And it's funny because I was actually talking to someone the other day and we were talking about investing and I asked them what they were doing. And they're like, that exact thing. They're like, oh, well, I'm just contributing as much as I can to my 401k and that's it. And, you know, I was like, well, do you think, you know, why aren't you doing anything else? And it was basically, well, they didn't have time to learn and go and, you know, check into different strategies. So, so I want to take some time and talk about maybe why rely, why relying on a typical employer provided retirement account may not be the best strategy and how, how somebody else can actually uh, better their position for retirement. Well, here, here's one of the questions that, that I've heard asked. What is what does the average person do? And my my response is, don't be freaking average, because the average person is lazy and lethargic and, and abdicates responsibility. And I'm saying that and I'm trying to be as forceful and brutal as possible, because most people don't give themselves a chance because they don't do the work. And and so what, what should the average person do that doesn't want to spend any time? Probably do the 401k and get that free money. I've read an article on CNBC this morning and it was talking about some idiot that some journalist, financial journalist saying, oh yeah, this is a great idea. You should definitely put your money. You should not do real estate. You should definitely put your money into a 401k. And in real estate, if you look at your house, it's always a bad idea. And if you have multiple pieces of property, that's a bad idea because all the expenses. And and I'm reading this thing and I was like, is this guy, is this like April Fool's? Like seriously, it was April 1st. I'm like this has got to be... No, wait, it's April 2nd. Like, wait, I couldn't figure out what it was. No, it was like this dumbest thing I've ever heard. I'm like, this is serious. Somebody actually is paying this idiot to write his stuff. Wow. And and so he said, you get free money. You should definitely put your money in your 401k and get the free money. I'm like, wait, if your free money, your free money is in a 401k because it's matching and then it's trapped in the S&P 500, you, that is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. The smartest thing is you take that money, don't contribute it and get financially educated. Because the reality is, once you understand money and, and basics around money, you can start creating money out of thin air. I mean, you can truly print money. My dad used to say, what do you think? We're rich. We don't have any money. We can't even afford to pay for the electricity. Like, here's how much I make. And here's how much the house and the car is. And that's it. How are we supposed to pay for food? I got, I felt, I felt bad. So I went out there and started working full time when I was like 12, just so I could pay for some food. And I was like, the messaging, we don't, you know what? I learned how to print money and anybody can print money. It's called using your damn brain and your mind. Instead of going, oh, let's get free money from the 401k. All you're doing is getting trapped inside of a system that feeds you. On average, 4% a year is taken out by these Wall Street systems. 4% a year. Compounded over your lifetime, you're talking about losing half to two-thirds of your wealth because of that stupid fee structure. And people are like, oh, no, it's like super low load. And they don't charge me anything. Yeah, like Facebook, they don't charge you anything. You know what it is? You're, you're the damn product. I mean, so you got to really look behind the scenes and ask better questions. Otherwise, you're just going to get eaten alive. Yeah, so let's let's talk I, I, about that. Go ahead, Chris. No, I, I think you think you make some pretty good points. You know, I like everybody else, or like the average person. You know, like I was only ever focused on like just contributing to my four hundred one k before we ever, before the light was ever shined for me on real estate. You know, it, I, that was just I was just comfortable doing that. But then, as you know, we kind of as I've been able to like educate myself and move my you move the chains along for myself. Like I couldn't imagine. I still can't. And, and I don't mind a little bit of the stock market play having a little bit, you know, obviously a small percentage, you know, tucked away doing whatever. The one thing that rubs me the wrong way that I can never get past is on top of the fact that your uh, outrageous fees and, uh, you know, your money just being trapped is how a tweet can crumble your, your entire, entire financial nest egg. And that like is completely unacceptable to me. So ever since like that kind of started happening and I was like cognizant of it, I just completely 
like disregard, almost completely disregard the stock market in total, you know, just, I'm not, it's not even worth it. And, and like you're saying, you know, teaching people to be speculative, that's far too speculative for me. If I'm going to do speculate, I'd rather, like, I like crypto, you know, and so it's like, all right, well, that's something that I don't know, I, ha- I can, I can place a little bit more trust in that. So hundred percent is my two cents, it, I guess it, it's, you know, it really comes down to control and it comes and even be deeper than that. It comes down to, to self-responsibility because most people are trained to be victims. So I, I say they're, they're trained to be speculators. What a speculator is, is a victim because you can always blame somebody else. You can blame the system, the economy. I remember 2008 when I lost that 20 million and went backwards 5 million. And I, I was like, it was everybody's fault. It was the it was Obama's fault. It was Bush's fault. It was, it was Ben Bernanke's fault. It was my partner's fault. No good, dirty bastard. You know, like it was everybody's fault. It was my dog's fault. My dog did this, you know, like, it, like everybody has a reason. And then I kept looking in the mirror and eventually the mirror looked back and it said, you realize whose problem, like who did this. And so the stock market gives you a lot of outs. It's my financial advisor's fault. It's the fund manager. They're terrible. I'm like, they're investing in the S&P 500. They didn't do anything. They literally just charged you to be a monkey. And so I, you know, we have to we have to actually ask the question, are we going to be self-responsible or are we going to be a victim? Are we going to blame and justify our lives away because there's no power there? So you have to go into self-responsibility if you actually want to own your life and design it versus have a default life. Yeah, I think that's that's huge and that's very important. And I want to take that self-responsibility, that topic of self-responsibility into the you know the retirement accounts. Let's talk about uh, you know the different retirement accounts that allow you to take control, specifically your UQRP and any others that you'd like to discuss. Yeah, so I mean, there's there's a lot of options in the retirement space, and and when we when we look at retirement accounts, all these things are are just tax shelters. The government is knows it's incompetent, and it will literally not have the resources to to be able to take care of people. And so it says, if you're willing to go out there and take some of your money and put it away for the future, we're going to give you a benefit of of allowing you to compound it, and in cases with the Roth accounts, to have it tax free. So this is, I mean, it's it's there. Everybody in the country can do this, and and there's different types. So there's like 401ks where you're stuck. There are IRAs where you have limited amounts of money you can put in and you've got custodians that kind of keep you stuck and a lot of friction and pain. And then limits, if you do real estate with an IRA, you can get taxed. People are like, wait, what do you mean taxed? It's an IRA. And I'm like, yeah, you get taxed. It's called UBIT tax. 37% tax on most of your gains inside of a deal that you thought you made a home run on. It turns into a single. You're like, wait, did I just get walked back three basis? Like what the hell is going on here? But that's, that's the problem with the wrong vehicle. It's, it's like taking a, a Ford Taurus to the middle of Afghanistan and going up against a tank. You need an Abrams, not a Taurus. So you got to have the right vehicle. So in, what we created was the EQRP. It's the Enhanced Qualified Retirement Plan. And what that is, it's, a, it's the Abrams. It's like you're going to war against the monetary system. You're literally going to have control. You drive that thing where you want to. You drive over what you want to. You've got actual firepower. It gives you control of your money. This is good if you're by yourself, if you've got employees, if if you want to invest in real estate, crypto, physical gold, mutual funds, it gives you every option. It gives you armor plating because you've got liability protection, which you don't have the same thing with an IRA or one of these solo 401ks. It's, it's ultimately, I, I always call it the Ferrari of 401ks because it's awesome. It's like, a, it's like an armor plated Ferrari is what the damn thing is. And, and it, gives you, it gives you everything that you want unless you're a victim. If you're a victim, do not go anywhere near this thing because you'll take that thing right off a cliff. So that's that's the difference. The EQRP is the ultimate if you want control and you want to design a life. So basically, you know, like you said, a lot of these retirement accounts are for, you know, anybody can get one, right? But technically, maybe not everyone should have one. Because, you know, if you're going to sit there and not get educated and not do your homework and not take control, like you said, maybe this isn't maybe this isn't the right tool for your for your retirement. Is that correct? That, that That's it. it. It comes down. People say, well, 
who can do this? I'm like, it's not about who can, because anybody can, like I you just, there's qualifiers. And then you meet those. Like if you have a business, great. How do you have a business? Have, an, have a lemonade stand, open up an eBay store. You can have an account, but what you just said, should you have an account? I mean, that's when I was making all this money, I was like, okay, well, how do I make more? And, and that was the wrong question. At some point, the, the question was, should I be making more right now? And I think a lot of people need to ask that question in general. Should I be doing this? Not just can I, because can is a powerful way to open up your creativity, but then there's no moral compass. And the problem is when you're creative or you're an A-type, you're like, oh yeah, I'm going to go kill something. Like, ah, <laughs> the problem is something dies in your wake. And, and the question is really, should I be doing this? Is this why I'm here? Is that my purpose? And if your purpose is more money and that's it, you're in deep trouble. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. And one thing I definitely want to touch on with this in mind is, you know, a lot of our show focuses on real estate investing. We have a lot of real estate investors that listen to the show. Talk to talk to us a bit about what real estate investors should know if they're considering using ERQ, ERQP for, for their investing strategy. Are there any restrictions? Can we just kind of go over into that? Yeah. So when you, when you think about using investing in real estate with retirement accounts, you're going to get a lot of crazy information. Like one of the things people will say, and, and one of my favorite people out there uh, will tell you that's a stupid idea because there's this idea that you're going to lose depreciation. Well, not if you go and flip a house or if you have a syndication, like you buy something and five years later, it exits. I call syndications the last five years, a giant flip. So that's what they are. Sure. And so what, what you're doing with a retirement account is you're, you're shielding all of the recapture. Basically, you're never going to be taxed in that thing if you do it right unless you have an IRA, then you're just going to be taxed here and there and everywhere. So the things you have to look out for are one, are you in, a, in something that's UBIT exempt? An EQRP is UBIT exempt, means you're not going to be taxed with, with leverage. If you have real estate and you have a debt, which is pretty freaking normal, that's why we like real estate, because you can get right. cheap debt and banks like to lend it. It's like, okay. So, so you have the right account, you're not going to have UBIT. That's important. You also have to be mindful that retirement accounts are meant to be passive, meaning you don't go and do real estate and then go out there and start building a house with your own hands using your retirement account. No retirement account is allowed to do that. Some people do that and they think, oh, nobody's watching. Man, have you seen how many cameras are out there? Everybody's watching. <laughs> it's called the government. They're everywhere. So you're going to get caught. So don't, don't break the rules. There's plenty of ways to not pay taxes. You guys probably remember back when uh, Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton were arguing, calling it a debate. And she's like, he doesn't want to show his tax return because he doesn't pay taxes. And he goes, that makes me smart. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, he used the damn tax code. So there people get all wound up about it, like from the New York Times. Oh, this crazy loophole called depreciation. I'm like, you're a moron. How do you think any of the housing in America got built? You think it was the government? It was because of depreciation. It was because of capital. It was because people were risking their own freaking money, not because the government did such a good job. You ever seen government housing? Holy shit. I mean, look at look around the world. Like it is not pretty. Right. <laughs> yeah, that block absolutely. housing is ugly. No. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Well, I, I know a lot of our real estate uh, uh, listeners, they'll love this stuff. And I know a lot of them are looking for a tool like this. So let's just say we have somebody who's interested in, you know, getting into real estate or even just investing in general, and they like what they hear. Uh, obviously, we encourage uh, all our listeners to reach out to you with any questions they may have. But for someone who likes what they're hearing, let's say just a W2 worker, uh, and intrigued by this type of plan, where should they start? You know, what should they be considering to ensure like this would be a good fit? Obviously, they need to educate, but what are some other things they need to keep in mind? So, I mean, the, the first thing you want to do is figure out what, if you're going to learn, you're curious, you want to learn about something, you got to figure out, are you getting, are you getting the information at the beginning of the horse or the ass end? Like, are you going to get it from the source? Like I am the source. I wrote the book. So good place to start. If you go to Google and you go, oh, I'm going to get the information on the Google, then you're getting the ass end of the information after it's been processed and it smells like, well, you know what? I mean, like this is the problem. <laughs> 
So the, one of the things you can do is go to the go to the source, whatever you're looking at. If you actually are curious, I mean, the Q, I'm going to give you a, a way to get the QRP book so you can learn about this stuff. And then go look at the tax code. And in fact, the tax code is in the book. And anything you're you're looking for, if you're looking for, I mean, if you're looking for asset protection stuff, go and find the best asset protection attorneys, guys like Garrett Sutton and Kevin Day. Like, go talk to these people directly. Don't just try to Google your way into financial security. You're going to end up Googling yourself into bankruptcy. Yeah, I think there's, I think the thing is a lot of people don't take into consideration, there might be too much information out there. And so it's one of those things, definitely go to the source. And like I said, we've, we, we have your book, we've had your book for quite a while, we highly encourage all our listeners to go get that book, uh, for sure, and reach out to you directly. Um, great stuff in there, man. Great stuff. Absolutely. And, and, And you know what, I need you guys to go to Amazon and buy my book, because that's how I call my money. That, that was a joke. So don't don't go to Amazon and buy it. Just go to qrpbook.com and get a copy. I will send it to you. I will send you the copy. I will pay for the shit. I'm just going to give it to you because when, when you're on a mission, it's not about getting $4 in profit from somebody. Like I get it. People are in the book sales and that's cool and they make their money and awesome. I, I buy their books, but I'm trying to help break the shackles. And, and so if you're like, well, I don't know if you're going to be, if this is going to be any good, great. Then let me pay for you to learn whether it's any good. So qrpbook.com, get a copy and you'll get an email report of the summation. So if you're like, that guy talks too fast. I couldn't understand anything he said. Great. Just go to qrpbook.com and read it in slow motion. You'll be fine. Love it. Love it. Yeah, man. We'll definitely make sure to put that in the show notes for sure. And you know, Damon, I've learned a lot. Obviously, uh, we've 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 kind of mixed you before, but uh, it's been a great conversation. But before we get out of here, we want to make sure to shine the spotlight on you. So tell listeners about anything else you have going on. Well, I mean, one of the things that I'm I'm fairly concerned about, and I think it's a really important thing for everybody to be aware of, is what's going on in the in in the decentralization space. And I'm talking about cryptocurrency. I'm talking about DeFi, and basically, what that means for most people is Bitcoin. And I'm like, this is not just Bitcoin. <laughs> you, y'all need to pay attention to what's going on because it's going to re. It, like we've had different periods, 1913, 1944, 1971, where our monetary system changed, overhauled, completely unrecognizable, going out of the gold standard, going off the gold standard. It, right now, we're going into a place where there's going to be a war between centralization, where governments have a digital currency like the Chinese, the U.S., and everybody else, and truly free currency, free money, uh, free dumb money. And this is where. Everything is changing. It's going to disrupt everything. The banks, the insurance companies, most of the jobs out there, the technology behind this stuff. And it's it's not just the money and the DeFi. It's, I mean, it's robotics and AI. These things are all changing. Inside of this decade, you're not going to recognize the world. And people go, how is that possible? It's, it's too fast. It'll just, it'll evolve and new jobs will come up. No, they won't because it's happening too fast. It's accelerating. Biologically, we don't adapt that fast. We're linear as humans. We, we don't change that fast. We're just, that's who, you know, it's biology. But our technology is changing exponentially. And I would encourage everybody to go read The Rise of Robots and The Eight and The Price of Tomorrow. Those books will open your eyes to what's going on and it'll help you from getting squashed by this system because there's going to be a lot of great things that happen, but our legacy stuff, the jobs, the technology, the institutions, even governments are going to be basically obliterated and they're, they're going to fight for relevancy and you don't want to get caught in the crossfire. So, and I know, I know I said we were wrapping out here, but that is, I think that is that's pretty important. And I kind of want to touch on for that for just a second, if we can, you know, uh, I, cause a lot of that stuff is, you know, pretty crucial. Um, what are you looking for? You know, what are you really focusing on in terms of those things? You know, a lot of people are kind of pay attention to this, but they might be getting some, you know, misinformation. What are the things that you're really focusing on to make sure you're on the right side of this thing? I'm just trying to learn as fast as I can. The information is changing parabolically. So it's like, even, even when you think, you know, something, it changes tomorrow. And then, I mean, it's, it's, you just have to be willing to spend time. And so what am I looking for? I'm looking for what's happening and what, 
what's coming down the pike. And then I spend time with people that I get lost in the conversation. I'm like, I don't even know what half of you, what you just said was. And then it helps me to stretch my brain. Of course, you have to have a lot of naps. Otherwise your head <laughs> pops off your shoulders. But I mean, the, the, the truth is I'm, I'm looking to see what the future is going to be like and see if I can get on the train by being a participant. And so sometimes that means, okay, for how do I start? Great. Go buy a hundred bucks for the Bitcoin and then start figuring it out. We tend to pay attention to what we pay for. And so if you're invested in something like real estate, you're not going to really get into real estate until you own a rental house. Then you're like, oh my God, what have I done? Like, like you really right. understand it. It's not just reading a book about it. And so with, with crypto and with DeFi, it's, it's endless where you can take the thing. And a lot of people just go, it's too exhausting. But the problem is it's going to run you over. And so it's, it's worth the time now because we're still in the third inning. And people, they, oh, they go, it's too late. Bitcoin came out 12 years ago. Uh, it's not too late, but it will be too late if you wait 10 years. Probably if you wait five years, you're going to be way behind. So getting in now, you're going to look like a genius at the end of this decade. Awesome. Awesome. That's great tips right there. Damon, we really appreciate you coming on the show. We're going to make sure to put all the links in our show notes for the EQRP and where they can find, uh, find you easily. Um, really appreciate you coming on and talking with us today. Yeah. Thanks, Daniel. Thanks, Chris. Appreciate you guys. Hey, thanks for listening to today's episode. Head over to iTunes to subscribe to the show. And while you're there, we'd really appreciate you leaving a rating and written review. If you have any questions or topics you'd like to hear on the show, connect with us on social media or through our website at twosmartassets.com. We look forward to speaking to each and every one of you. Talk to you soon.